A conservation story in my front yard. I travel far to write and photograph endangered species stories for children's books and articles. Wild dogs in Africa, Thai elephants, orangutans, nesting sea turtles. Yesterday, a story about one of the most important disappearing species came right to my front yard. A visiting friend noticed insects swarming under my crabapple. I think they're bees, Barb said. No, I said, wandering outside. From behind my screen door, they just looked like some innocuous flyers. My gaze fell on a swollen tree branch. I thought it was a burl or gall, but this lump writhed. Bees. I was pretty sure they were honeybees. Although I advocate for wildlife, I felt panicky. Two girls were attacked by bees in my yard once, and my dog was one week out from major surgery. My mind flew to the quickest way to rid my yard of the swarm, orkin. But I knew it was wrong and also now illegal to kill honeybees. I called my husband to take a look and he murmured, Hmm, I saw a sign down the road that said honeybee swarms wanted. I drove to the sign, called the number, and began entreating the man on the other end of the line, Joe Hurley, to come right away. He said he'd cancel his planned meeting and would be at my house in ten minutes. Joe Hurley showed up with a smoker, plastic bin, and saw. He donned netted hat and gloves. He lit a smoker and stoked it with sweet-smelling grass. He eyed the swarm. Couple thousand. Relatively small hive, Joe said. A large hive can house 10,000 bees or more. He said my small crab apple wouldn't have been appropriate for the new hive and that the swarm would have moved on within a couple of hours to a couple days. Maybe into your attic, he said and smiled. Joe Hurley said honeybees were least aggressive when on the move. Honeybees are usually only aggressive when protecting honey, he said. The bee's original hive was overpopulated. The queen had laid eggs in her former hive and taken off with half the hive's bees to build a new hive home. Joe Hurley climbed a ladder and smoked the bees into a sleepy state, then gently hand-sawed the branch. It proved, however, difficult to sever the limb. He said, I'm going to shake them into the bin. That didn't sound good. I backwalked fast and far down the hill in my front yard, realizing, realizing I'd now placed myself much farther from the safety of my house. But since I was still within my zoom lens's range, I stayed outside. Joe shook the branch with a swarm and most fell into the bin. A good number still flew around, separated from the captured swarm. Those still free clustered back on the branch. Joe Hurley stared into the bin. What are you looking for, I asked. The queen, Joe Hurley said. If the queen isn't in there, I have to get the rest of the bees. He gazed some more. No queen to be seen. Back up the ladder he climbed, sawing the branch until it severed. He gently shook the bees on the branch into the bin. He watched for several minutes more and shook his head. Still no queen to be seen. If the bees cluster again, call me, he said. A few hours later, the bees still swarmed the branch. The queen could be there, or the bees could just be on the branch because the queen stenches on it, he said over the phone. But he returned and captured the remaining honeybees. This time he was sure he'd captured them all. By dark, only 25 or so bees swarmed the branch that now lay in the grass. A side note, Joe Hurley never got stung, and neither did I. The next day, I got this email from Joe Hurley. I now estimate the swarm at 3,000 to 5,000, still a small swarm compared to the 10,000 to 20,000 in some swarms. Also, the queen was definitely in the first batch I brought home. 
When I brought the second batch home, the bees all filed neatly from the box into the hive, indicating the queen was already in the hive.